Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. I'll tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of the FOMO Fans Podcast. Excited, we are counting down to episode 100, and actually, we're kind of leading off with this episode into... Uh, the last kind of week, uh, we're going to have an onslaught. I'm going to do something a little different for all those that are listening. Uh, I'm going to be dropping an episode a day leading up to episode 100 of the FOMO Fans Podcast. So thank you guys so much, as always, for tuning in. Got a lot of great feedback about the new podcast that I previewed uh, in last episode, uh, Just Try This, which I am doing with my good friend Amy Landino. And I'm proud to say that we are on the front page of the business section, business category, on iTunes for the new and noteworthy podcast, which is pretty pretty damn awesome. Um, I can say I'm a little bit jealous because uh, FOMO fans uh, has never made it up there on that chart, uh, not in marketing or in business. So uh, I love that you guys are really enjoying that show. A lot of the feedback we get is that uh, people feel like they're just sitting on the couch enjoying a conversation, which is what we are trying to do with that podcast, doing a little bit different. So uh, thank you guys all for listening to that, my last episode, but also for subscribing to Just Try This. And if you guys want to check out that podcast, it's just justtrythispodcast.com, and it'll throw you up on Anchor, um, and it'll give you every one of the options on where you want to download um, that podcast from. And a little update from last episode, uh, as you guys kind of heard, I did a little bit of a different episode. I got some great feedback from you guys on it. Um, but I, you know, I solved that one Rubik's Cube, you know, which inspired that episode. Um, but I actually went with back and my daughter gave me her triangle Rubik's Cube and her regular Rubik's Cube. And I've also solved both of those since. So I don't know if that means that I've figured out the Rubik's Cube world or I'm kind of running on a lucky streak of uh, Rubik's Cube. But that's kind of where things are at, where the update is. We are listening to episode 94 of the FOMO Fans podcast. And I thought this week is a, you know, it's Valentine's day week. If you guys follow me on Instagram, iSocialFans, or on Twitter, I've been talking a lot about love, talking about, you know, my love for marketing, my love for what I do um, as a professional speaker, and really just, um, you know, self-love, you know, a lot of where, how far I've come um, myself individually, just uh, being more self-aware, being more, uh, you know, open to sharing things. And I think, you know, for me that I love Valentine's Day week. I love seeing my daughters excited to do Valentine's Day cards. But I also think it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that we should spread more love, more happiness year round. And I love that we still have Valentine's Day. I know some of my friends, mostly guys, um, complain about Valentine's Day being a holiday, Hallmark holiday. Um, and I usually joke back with them and say, well, if they actually showed that they love their partner or their significant other uh, throughout the year, we wouldn't need this holiday. But for a lot of people, unfortunately, that's a little bit harder for them than most. Um, but in the theme of uh, it being Love Week, I thought it would be pretty awesome uh, to guys bring you guys kind of a special guest, um, someone that is close to me, mm-hmm. someone that uh, kind of leads into my love. Uh, my girlfriend, Miss Jennifer Watson, is here with me. We are actually sitting on the couch together uh, <laughs> recording this episode, but Jennifer is going to join me on this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about 
love, happiness, marketing. But Jennifer, welcome to the FOMO Fans Podcast. Oh, I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited to be here. I know. I'm excited to have you on. You know, I, I haven't had very many guests on, on, the, on the podcast. Um, and mainly it's, you know, so slightly selfish. Uh, also slightly just because, you know, I like to create this content on the flow. Yeah. Um, but it's also been awesome. Uh, you know, two of us have known each other for a while now, but we've been, you know, you're one of the, somebody that I think um, for those that, you know, give, we're going to let, let you give a little bit of your background. I know um, for those that are following me on social, they've got to know you a little bit over the last year or so. But, um, you know, you, you run social media for a very large company in the weather industry. You're also That's a meteorologist. True. Um, give us a little bit of give us give us your little background. Let uh, people of FOMO fans know who you are. Okay, so um, I am a meteorologist. I originally went to school uh, for meteorology. Um, I'm a storm chaser. I like doing that kind of stuff. Um, hopefully, you're going to join me for a storm chase. Yes, come in. We're, we're we're planning on going uh, this May. I don't know if I've yes. told you that, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm working on something. Awesome. Um, but I also um, so I run um, or help run social media for um, a big weather brand. And doing that is kind of wild um, just because you can schedule and, you know, do some content in advance, but obviously the weather's always changing, like even within the hour. So it's an interesting um, job to have because like on a daily basis, things change, you know, you can, you know, basically the weather forecast for the week, but you know, you got to tweak it and everything like that. So it's a lot of doing things on the fly, but also scheduling out for the year too. We've got so many different initiatives that we do and everything. So, um, it's awesome. It's wild. Um, I love social media because of the connections that you can make with people. I've made so many friends, um, through like Twitter. First of all, I love Twitter. That's like my favorite platform. Woo-hoo. See, we're, yeah. we're two Twitter lovers here. <laughs> so first, I know a lot of my audience is like, they still are confused with Twitter or they gave up on Twitter years ago, but we still love Twitter to this day. Yeah. And so like, since I worked at, besides the company I'm working at now, I worked at two local TV stations. So Twitter, timely with weather information, that kind of stuff. So that's how I fell in love with Twitter. But I've met so many people though on social media that I've then met at conferences in person and it's just amazing the relationships and the connections it's just i don't know i fall in love with social media and you're also a proud mama a proud a proud proud mom of a a little 18 year old uh little girl 18 month old 18 year old wow look at that that's that's quick (laughs) 18 month old um but you know so for the you know for my audience they know uh, I'm big into live video. I've always been a huge fan of live video. I've always been able to help brands from the outside run live video. You've done a ton of stuff with live video with your company, um, being an early adopter with Facebook Live, Periscope, all of those things. Yeah. Um, but we're talking love, and and I think love. Talking about happiness, you you know, I to to intro you from my point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never met somebody that is more optimistic, more passionate, and more happy about life than myself. And that's not kind of boosting my ego. It's just I'm usually that person that brings that to my friend group, to my people. Uh, and when I met you, you were the first person that ever had that more than me. And you're mm-hmm. always happy. You're always optimistic. You make everyone around you happy. But I also kind of beyond that, we're going to talk a little bit about a wide range of things. And I think one of my big pieces is I always say that you know the, our goal on marketing or social media today is to shrink the distance online. 
And you've worked for a big brand. And I think this also is pretty good perspective for those that are listening. I know a lot of people here listen to this show. And we have people that work for a brand. We have people that work for an agency. We have people that are solopreneurs like myself. But when you think about live video, and let's not talk about like the mechanics of live video or any of those things. Think about live video of what it's able you to do as far as shrinking the distance between a big brand that you represent and the active community of listeners and watchers that you guys have? So I think, um, I love live video, by the way, um, because it just, it can show your vulnerability um, and humanize the brand. Or, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a huge brand or a small company or just an entrepreneur. It just, it shows the real people and the meaning behind, you know, the brand or yourself. Um, and it can be hard because people see like, oh, just a name, you know, uh, of a, a specific brand or anything like that, like um, Dove or anything else. And, you know, they don't really know or they can't really connect with that brand, you know. But when when you come out on live video and, you know, whether it's a TV station or just some other company and you actually get to know the people behind the company and the passion they have and why they love working there, you're like, oh my gosh, wow. You know, it, it humanizes that brand and, and yourself and makes you realize, wow, we're all human and it makes you more relatable to everyone. And, and it's something that you always say, like people buy stuff from people who they relate to. Um, and I just, like, live video for me, it allows you to just have a, a two-way conversation with, like, someone. Like, like a famous person. It's just crazy. Like, you can comment, and they directly comment to you. It's the wildest, like, most awesome thing. But also, I mean, it helps you to get to know your audience. And, you know, if you're not sure, like, hey, guys, did you like this last product or service – you learn from them and it's like just building a stronger and stronger relationship that, you know, it's almost like building your own super fan community in, in a way. And, but it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things. We're all human. I mean, we're all here going through life, the same things, you know, and it's just, it can be, I like live video as a fun experience, um, you know, for our, our fans and followers just to be like, wow, you know, this is awesome. And to give them information they need, some like critical weather information, but also to get to know us. Well, I think, you know, if we, when we're thinking about spreading love or how we connect with people, yeah. you know, that ability to connect with people that are real and raw, right? And, yeah, I, and I've said yeah. this before, you know, when we see someone on TV, uh, I made it not, you know, I, I always wanted to be a sports center anchor. That was my dream job growing up. Uh, it was my dream job even when I was going to college was I wanted <laughs> to be a sports center anchor. And I remember Darren Raval, who was a sports center anchor, um, who now is a, you know, he still does a lot of sports broadcasting. But when Periscope first came out, uh, he was on, every time he would go on break in between commercial breaks, he would open up his Periscope app and he would talk to the phone and he answered my question. He called out iSocial fans. And I'm talking, this was like four years ago. I was giddy. Like I was un, like I felt loved from someone that was, I saw on TV, right? And like, I think that's a big piece. But I'm going to take a, a different tone. And for people that are listening here, I know some people that are behind a brand can get overwhelmed by social media to the point where 
you're running this brand's social media, you're posting all these during the day, you have multiple accounts, multiple things that are going on. Yeah. The last thing you wanna do when you get home or you have spare time is to work on your personal brand or <laughs> post on Instagram. And, and I've heard this from, uh, you know, I have so many great friends that work for so many great brands. And they're like, Brian, I love what you do on personal branding. I love that you have a podcast and you do live video and you're you're posting, you're tweeting, but you know, I'm behind a brand. And and so for some people that can be overwhelming, some people that can be something that um, they kind of regret down the road. You're like, man, I wish I would have, you know, while I was behind the brand, do this. But you recently went on a retreat and you went on a retreat um, with some uh, social media friends, many people that are either listeners to this show or um, good friends of mine that are in the social media space. But you're someone that's behind the brand, and yeah. you're someone that loves to connect with people. And you don't ha- many for many people they could say, "Well, I'm behind the brand. I'm not going to connect with people that are entrepreneurs in the social media space or their industry." But you went out and were able to make this happen. And you've gone on two retreat re- trips yes. with um, friends that are in the industry. And so I, I think that's another piece when you know the world we live in, especially as marketers, it can be very lonely. It can yes. be very um, you know. And for those that were alone on on Valentine's Day, the good news is you don't have to worry about Valentine's Day again for you know 360 days or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk about a little bit about like you know you were able to put yourself out there a little bit recently. You know, especially over the last couple of years, you're, you've been speaking a little bit more, um, and it's allowed you to connect with more people and then take these opportunities. You've you know, although you have to take time off work, mm-hmm. and you know, and but you've you've found that and it's allowed you to kind of love the industry and love what you do even more. Well, wow, yeah. I could talk for like hours on just basically like, you gave me a mouthful there. Like I'll be talking for the next like five, 10 minutes. Good. No, it's like, so first of all, um, what a lot of people don't realize, I have a, a lot of friends that work for big brands too. And even if like you're a small business owner or entrepreneur, you're like, oh, I bet they have big budgets. You know, they've got like all this, like this huge team and everything. And some do, but a lot don't. It's just one man bands and you're testing it out just like everyone else. When a new feature comes out or something like that, everyone's like, oh, timid and scared. And it's just like, we don't know better than anybody else. Even like Facebook, they don't know if what's going to work or what's not going to work. It's just, you know, the people testing it. So... It's something where it can be really hard in social media. And it's one of those industries that's constantly changing. Like, the thing is constant change. It's I mean, it's never the same even for a couple of days. And so, you know, it can be stressful and, and isolating. But what I love is connecting with people at conferences. Like, I don't know. I fell in love with conferences back in college. I remember when I was a geography major in my undergrad, I uh, went that, to That would be our first geography major on the show <laughs> for those that are, that are keeping a tally at home. <laughs> yes. um, but I, I remember I went to my first conference and it's just, I don't know, some people go to conferences and it's intimidating. Trust me, I've been, I went, my first social media conference was Social Fresh in 2015 and I went by myself. I didn't know anyone and I was just like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, it's nerve wracking, right. you know? And, but I just started talking to people. And, and what I love about social media is I, I messaged on Twitter. I was like, does anybody want to meet me at the hotel bar? I was watching the hashtag and seeing where everyone was. And I just went and introduced myself. Nice. And then I met so many people. But it's helped me making connections with other entrepreneurs um, and, and seeing what they're doing. But it's just opened my eyes to just so many friendships and support. Like, we all are in this business together. Like... 
you know, going to these social media conferences, social, social media marketing world, social media week, Lima, which I'm going to go for the first time this year, but you are, um, Social Fresh, which Social is one of the events. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, that's a big thing for people that are listening that are, you know, are behind a brand as well. Yeah. You know, they, many people will have an opportunity. Their boss will say, hey, we'll send you to an event. Yeah. But many people don't take you up on that. Also, it's because you're like, well, it's going to take time off, but I'm also going to be out there by myself. And I mean, your benefit for that is you've been doing that for four years yeah. at least. And now it's been paying off year after year of you not only taking your company up on that offer, but making the most of that event offline. No, and I try to learn like the the friends that I've met, like, you know, Jen's trends. Like, she's an Instagram expert, and, you know, I've learned a lot from her. Um, so many people. Right. Um, that it's just the support. And I think anybody, if you have the opportunity to go to a conference, go to a conference. It'll change your life. Like, I've fallen in love with so many social media conferences that I make it a point to go each year. It's like a vacation, even though you might not think that. People are like, Jen, really? Nope. And I'm like, no, I... It's it's priceless connections and it's your own social media community of people to help support you through different things. You know whether it's personal things in your life, like the retreat that I went on last weekend with the seven queenies, um, or I guess technically there's eight of us including me. Um, but we've like it's hard. I mean I'm a, a single mom and. It's hard doing everything, you know, going the job, the commute, taking care of my daughter, and then finding time for myself. I think a lot of people get stuck in the daily grind of everything, and, you know, sometimes you just need support. And I don't know, and I found recently, like, I used to be the one that, like, always kept everything in, you know, because, like, I just, I try to find positivity in everything. Yes. um, But it's hard sometimes for me to admit when I'm going through a hard time. And so uh, this past year, I just went through a divorce, which was really difficult for me. And I finally, like, opened up a little bit on Facebook, on my personal page. And it was amazing the people that came out and supported me and, like, some even like one of my good friends was like, wow, you, you made me realize that I was in a very unhappy relationship and they got out of it, you know, and, and other people have supported me, supported me in a ways that I could have never imagined. And it's just like, you know, it's hard to be transparent and honest with yourself sometimes, but you know, it's, it pays off in in the end. And, and you realize you don't realize the support you need until, you know, you're, transparent about it and people are like wow i had no idea you were going through that well let me help you right you know and i think that's part of the you know part of the idea of loving what you do um you know i'm a big believer and you know if you follow your purpose uh that's that should be your main focus but along the way you're going to have lots of jobs either that you don't like or that aren't your dream job um or you're not extremely passionate about but if yeah. I, I believe you can find ways to love everything that you do right and i think that's a that's a big piece for me like i i i think for you as well and i think part of that also is finding your tribe of people yes. that can support you that also kind of re, kind of re-energize you from an excitement right i uh you and i are going we're speaking at a, a couple events together three three or four events together uh we're going to include that in the show notes for those who are listening but we're going to be at social media marketing world uh mm-hmm. next month we're going to be at Social Shakeup in Atlanta in May. We're going to be at Social Media Week Lima um, in June, and we'll be at Social Fresh at the end of the year uh, of this year as well. 
I'll include links to those shows. But one of the things I think is really important for those that are listening is that, you know, I love I, I'm Valentine's Day for me forever was always a day I really looked forward to. And then I went through my divorce. Uh, and then I remember that first year and I was like, holy crap, I now see the flip side of the holiday when you're by yourself, right? Like it's like a whole different view on this day where everyone else is throwing their love in your face. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yep, I'm eating pizza by myself on the on the sofa. But I think this world we're living in today, and I think it's even kind of where we are letting this show go to is that like to if you're able to find other people in your space, it allows you to appreciate what you do. It allows you to remember that you're not alone. It allows mm-hmm. you to vent and complain and, and be like be okay with what you're doing. But yes. it also allows you, like, I think we have to love what we do along the way, even if it's not your dream job. No, you, you do. And you always, like, so you made a good point. Like, you know, everything's not great in life. I mean, you sometimes have bad days, but I try to find the positive side of everything. No matter what, I try to find that positive side just because you only live once. You know, you can, I mean, you choose how you react to every situation and you can make any part of any day, you can decide that, you know, I want to change, you know, my mindset and, and think more positively. And even if, it's just a tough situation and you know thinking positive may not change a lot it'll still help you get through something better um but that's why like you said finding your tribe um the the ladies that i went to denver with and before that phoenix arizona like they're amazing we talk about so many personal things together but also professional we support each other and something that you're you've talked about um before i think is you know, when one of us goes live or does a podcast, like instead of just promoting yourself all the time, so, you know, have a group of people support each other, like celebrate each other's wins. And yep. like, I used to dread Valentine's Day, even when I was with guys, <laughs> I used to, you know, I just, I always like, this is the first Valentine's Day that I really was like, you know what? I feel loved every day. I don't even need Aww. a special holiday to feel loved. But, like, I remember my mom was amazing, would always send me, like, a a package and still does every Valentine's Day just to know, and I would always look forward to that. But uh, with with that set aside, it's just being positive, like, spinning any negative situation positive will help you get through it that much easier, that much better. And you know what? We all have those jobs that we don't like, that we, you know, we got to go through the daily grind or whatever, you know. And I was a morning meteorologist for two years, I had to get up at 2 a.m. every morning. And you and still it, have an hour-plus commute. Let's, let's put yeah, that yeah, out there yeah, today. Yeah. I have like you a, have an hour each way each of way. a commute for your job currently right. at the moment. Yeah, and, and not every part of the day is is good thing, but you just spending something positive, you know, I just, I don't know. Life is life, and you can either dwell on stuff that makes you unhappy or just be like, you know what? Well, that happened, but it, it's going to get better. And you said a you know important thing, and I actually just tweeted this out this morning. You know something about you know you have to surround yourself with people that know what you don't know, yeah. but also people that will celebrate your wins and be there through your failures, right? And I think unfortunately in the world we're in, in right now, uh, and this is a podcast episode that you guys are going to hear. I, I already have this plan for episode ninety five. Uh, I have an entire rant coming up. Um, kind of this is like a preview. I don't usually do this on this show. This kind of works out well because uh, I don't usually like the truth is I don't usually have my content planned out that well. But I, this time I do for this last five episodes. But I kind of have a rant about um, 
you know, seeing through the fake people. And there's lots of people that can be everywhere and claim to be doing all of these things, but ultimately they, they aren't. But one of the things I wanted to kind of bring this whole circle, and you guys will hear more about that on a future episode. But one of the things I thought, you know, that for people that are listening to this, like, you know, some people are working from home. And, and just to put this in uh, perspective, the eight girls that you went to this retreat to, you all live in a different state. Every one of them live in a different state around the United States. They all work for different companies. Some are for agencies, some are for brands. Some social media is a side hustle and they do their full-time job. But what what is really allowed that is you went to these events, you put yourself out there, you've been able to connect, right? And I think for those that are that are struggling, you know, I do agree. Like I love social media mainly because it allows me to strengthen the things the relationships with the people that I have offline right like I don't, and I and I preach that a lot like it's not about offline online like social media if you do it well it gives you the opportunity to have more handshakes turn handshakes into hugs yeah 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 that stuff but it's <laughs> it's the truth right and I think yeah. that the, your example is perfect on that and then let, let's take it a step further for those that are listening to this and you know, it was love week but let's do happiness you do an amazing job, and I witnessed this at your work. I witnessed everybody around you. When you meet somebody, when someone comes out of the elevator, you are always the – you greet them, you say their name, you do it with a smile. You kind of bring people happiness. And so for people that are listening to this, you know, how, how do you, you know, – I, I call it compartmentalization, right? A little bit mm-hmm. of compartmentalization. But how do you always – like what is – what would you attest or what would you credit in your life that allows you to – always make sure that other people know or, or feel happiness when they're talking to you because I think we can all agree the world needs more happiness in it mm-hmm. without question uh, and the social media space probably more so than anywhere else but what would you credit and I know I didn't prep you for this question beforehand so I'm throwing you in this live on the on the podcast like um, so but yeah good. I'm curious what, do you, what would you attest to that you know what I don't know I've, I've always wanted to make people happy I, and there's a great quote um that from Mother Teresa, which is like, I, I don't even, I'm going to get this wrong, guys, but it's something like, you know, never let anybody leave you um, less happy or unhappier or, or something like that. And so I just, I don't know. I just, I have fun every day. And, and it's funny because going through my divorce, there were, you know, I had to step out and, and take a break for a minute to, you know, talk on the phone and have some tough conversations. But I knew I had to put my game face on and go right back in there. And, you know, I, I just, it is, I compartmentalize a lot. You kind of have to just because I'm like, okay, this is what's happening at home, but this is work and I'm going to be awesome at work today. And I just think of what makes me happy and um, what makes me happy is success and just, I don't know, making people happy. So that's what I, I try to do at, at work. And like, even, you know, um, w- the company I work for, like, I want people to see the passion that we have. Like, yeah, they know we do what we do. But it's just like, if you saw how passionate the people were there, like, I try to, that's why I do love live videos. So they, they can see like how much people love their jobs. Right. But for me, with the whole positivity, I think it's, I just... I don't know. I love life. And it's just like, you only get this one day, you know, you'll, you'll never get to relive this day. Like, you know, February 14th of, of 2019, you'll never get to relive that Valentine's day and, or any other day. And so I just, you only live once. And I just, I I try to be as happy as I can all the time. I'm not always happy. I have my moments. I cry, but, um, I don't know. It's just, why not be happy? I mean, so, you but have if you, the choice. So if you looked at social media or like in the, as a whole, like the where we're at, the where we're at right now, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, it's a very interesting time, right? I, I like to say we have bad news and fake news, and then we have news that, of the good stuff that pretty much no one ever gets to hear. And part yeah. of both of us, we, we really do love kind of amplifying that. We're going to do a lot more of that together. Mm-hmm. But I, I, where would you, like, if you had to say, like, uh, the maybe the platform, maybe even, like, for you personally, like, where do you think we can spread more happiness or more love in what we're doing? Like if we're even if, even if it's not for the brand you're working for, but if, we're, if you were thinking about that as a whole, like because I think this is one of those things that we struggle with is that we sometimes have to represent a brand. We still want to be relatable, mm-hmm. but like I tweeted out a tweet just before we went live here. Um, on t- I tweeted out a tweet on Twitter, right? Like where else would I tweet out a tweet? Like you only can tweet. <laughs> okay, that's just me rambling. Like um, but I, I I'm, in a tweet I was talking about you know showing you care about creators. And I use Care Bears, a That's Care Bear cute. gif, as my in my tweet. And I was laughing because I tweeted it. And I was laughing because I'm like, you know what? I'm very blessed to work for myself. I'm very blessed to be able to push my own brand. Yeah. <laughs> and, and part of my brand is I don't care. And I will be myself uh, unapologetically myself. I will tweet gifts of Care Bears if I feel like t- tweeting gifts of Care Bears. But I think I think everyone, if we looked at if we had to, like assess everyone's brands. You know, the idea that every brand needs to be more human, every brand needs to be more relatable. I would also say every brand needs to be more loving and more caring. Yeah. How, how would you like, how would you summarize or how would you think about where we're at now with all that going on? It's hard because there is a lot of fake news um, and, and everything out there. But I feel like brands themselves, I think we're finally getting it. And realizing, you know, we have to be human, we have to be relatable. Otherwise, uh, just another big brand, you know, right. or just a- another person. And I think it's, you know, and you say this a lot, telling your story mm-hmm. um, and, and making people realize, you know, I, everything hasn't always been great. Or maybe it has for you, and that's awesome. But I, I think, so, you know, um, the Dove campaign. Yep. Um, I think the Dove campaign is something that really resonated with so many people because, like, when I think about myself, like, if I were telling that person to draw me, I would, <laughs> they'd be like, you know, it would be different than if somebody else did it, you know? Right. And And so it just, you know, sparking emotion and, you know, I, I feel like we're, brands are finally starting to do that and realizing, like, we're going through tough times, you know, and there's so much bad things out there that, you know, breaking through and just doing something positive, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or a brand, like, it's just like, just, I don't know, when I saw that Dove thing, it it literally made me think past that, you know, commercial or whatever, just being like, oh my God, how, it made me reflect on myself. Right. And I think, you know, brands are finally starting to do that. Like they're, you know, thinking deeper and just, I don't know, sparking that because I mean, everyone's going through something, everyone has something and I feel like we're getting better, but we need to be more vulnerable, more transparent. I I really think that needs to happen for everyone just to collectively come together as a community to support each other. Yeah. And I think, you know, empathy is something that, you know, it's really interesting for me because I think to be empathetic for someone, you have to understand what someone is going through. And unfortunately, in a world where we're still not as transparent as we should be, um, it's hard to be empathetic for someone that you really can't put yourself in their shoes. And, and and I think it's a struggle. And I think we all struggle with that as well. And, and I think 
one of the things that we know that works is emotional marketing, right? I mean, the name of the show is FOMO Fans, Fear of Missing Out. <laughs> I mean, people use FOMO. I mean, the Fire Festival is a perfect example of using FOMO, using the fear um, as an emotional trigger to trigger someone to make a purchase. And I will argue to the end of the day, which is what I said Two episodes ago, if you guys go back and listen to uh, the Dark Side of FOMO episode that I just did uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, I really think you know we need to go beyond using just fear. Yeah. But even like just be like, I mean, I, I think when we consume news, like things that like touch me and I'm, I'm an emotional person, as I'm not afraid to admit, uh, like I cry when sentimental things happen on TV. We were watching a Bohemian Rhapsody last night, uh, the, the movie mm-hmm. together, and I was tearing up whenever like he, we found out he had AIDS. Uh, but he was still trying to like uh, you know do this charity event. But I think it's amazing that we we know emotional marketing works. We know that we need that empathy is something the world needs more of. But weirdly enough, the emotion that we I don't think we use very well is love, which yeah. is kind of interesting because the, the Dove commercial is a great one. But like like even the Gillette commercial, like I we can argue whatever yeah. side of the Gillette commercial you can. I actually really enjoyed the Gillette commercial. I thought it was something that needed to be said. Uh, I know there's a whole other side of people that thought it was um, kind of destroying masculinity, all of that side. But that was an emotional of saying, like calling people out. Now, someone did a, a, a flip of that and said, if they would have done it from a place of love, it would have had a different tone of the commercial mm-hmm. and would have come across loving rather than coming across not. And, I, and, I, and I, it was interesting for me because I was like, that's probably true. But I think if we move forward... With emotional marketing, like if you're more transparent, more vulnerable, mm-hmm. and you put yourself out there, being able to show love, I mean, and little things like why are we not doing more stuff with our consumers or our customers, or why are we not like you know, why are we not highlighting people in our community um, more often? Because those things work, and sadly, we know them work. I mean, every marketer knows customer testimonials work better than any billboard or website that you have. Oh, yeah. But yet, we do customer testimonials once a year. Like usually, we're like, okay. This month, we need to capture eight testimonials, right? I think it's hard because you get into, you know, I feel like, you know, me and a lot of my friends, like, you get into this daily grind, and it's just like, it's really hard, like, okay, I got to get this done, I got to get this done, especially if you work for a brand that you get, okay, I got that done, all right, move on to the next task, get that done, and it's really hard to step away and be like, you know, oh gosh, you know, how can I make this better? Or instead of just getting it done, getting it done, you know, well, or or, or doing something different and sparking more emotion or, you know, using like user-generated content or or something like that just to, to share stories because you are right. Like, I mean, and we all know that too, that that helps and that sells, but like, one of my favorite movies is Love Actually. Uh-huh. And they talk about love is all around. And so like, I don't know. I always tell people I love them. Um, like I even like my bosses and they're just like, they're not sure to say to that. They're like, <laughs> do I say I love you back or <laughs> do I not? Like, you know, it's just. And when you guys meet Jen at any of these events and if you are, you know, you will hear her tell lots of people that she loves them. But I genuinely mean it though. Not in like, I'm in, in love with you kind of way, except for you. But- <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you qualified. That. <laughs> but like, I mean, I don't know. Like, You know, I love my friends. Like, love is all around. And I just, there just needs to be more love in this world and empathy. And like you said, you know, if we just show different stories of, like, you know, brands or anything else, like, of of great things happening or or them using your products or, or, you know, positive things happening um, um, from that, I, I just think... 
I don't know. It'll, it'll be better. I feel like I humanizing, love, um, vulnerability, all that goes hand in hand. But it's hard getting out of the... I think one of the hardest things is honestly getting out of the daily grind. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just... It can be exhausting for me with my commute, you know, work, taking care of my daughter that, you know, you're just like... You're in the... You're like, okay, you got your to-do list. You got to get that stuff done. And so I think that's one of the harder things. Yeah, but- it's weird. One of the, and one of the, for those that are like, listen, like I love this conversation, um, and I'm so glad that I, I brought Jennifer on. Uh, and you guys will, of course, hear more about her, more probably from her um, as we move forward. Uh, but one of the other things, like one of the things that I used to do, and I, you know, I know some people are calendar driven. Uh, my good friend Amy, who I host the other podcast with, um, she has a great. Uh, YouTube video, which is like one of her most popular ones about calendar blocking your day. And I used to have every Wednesday at 11 a.m. I remember this very, uh, very, and I don't know why I have it on, don't have my calendar, but it was call you. I just had 11 a.m. on Wednesdays. I blocked it off for an hour on my calendar and it was show your care, show you care Wednesday. And all I put on the thing on my calendar notification would pop off and would just say show you care. And what I would do is I would go and I would either walk around my office where I was working or I would send an email or I'd pick up the phone and call somebody. And my goal was simply to tell someone, hey, I care about you. I appreciate you. I love what you're doing. Check in on different people. And interestingly enough, and like to your point, like we get in that daily grind, we get in that world. And let's face it, I mean, we're over overwhelmed and inundated with information with so much that's going on. And there's there is an element where you know, there, we have to drive leads and we have to drive numbers and we're measuring likes and shares and I don't care what anybody says, vanity metrics are still what ultimately we end up proving the value of a lot of our jobs. Mm-hmm. But there is an element of like, hey, we should just freaking make time, like block it off to make time, you know, in our in our weekly calendars to say, how can we add more more love or more caring or more happiness into our content, into our social media posts? And maybe that's like appreciating your your listeners, your yep. fans more and just be like, hey, guys, you know, thank you so much for, you know, all your support and, and highlighting someone that's done something great, like one of your fans. Yep. You know, I just I, I think, you know, by I love that, actually, um, you know, just show, spreading more love doesn't need to be like saying love. Right. But it's just, you know, just being like, wow, you know, highlighting different people and just and even if it's you know, helping, like, giving away some really, like, information for free. Like, hey, guys, a great way to do this is that, you know, just right. just for no reason, but to just help people, not, you know, trying to drive, you know, something else, but just flat out, hey, guys, let me help you or whatever. You know, I just, like, I don't know. There's so many ways you can do that, but I would say, you know, once a week or once a day. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I just, I love that. Yeah, I, I and, and I think that's... You know, there's there's people that are doing it and do it really well. I mean, like there's some YouTubers that I would argue that the reason that they they grow to 10 million subscribers is they did a great job and they still do it of calling out their the people who comment the most, the people that yeah. are, that share their content the most. Yeah. Um, and I, and those are th- easy things for us to do, and I think we we can definitely do more of that. Um, and I also think in the world we're in right now, like 2019. Um, this is tough times for a lot of people. The the country, especially in the United States, very divided in a lot of things that we that we're doing. And I think that the more people that are out there spreading happiness, spreading love, not just in February, not just the week of February fourteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the better the better this space is. And I think you know 
kind of to bring this whole episode together, I mean, part of the reason I was so excited to bring you on, um, you know, beside the fact you're my girlfriend, um, <laughs> but I think the, you know, sh- sharing happiness, but also your story of, hey, I, I could have been the lonely person behind a brand that wasn't truly connected. It didn't have the time to spend on growing all my followers, but you were going to events, not only just speaking at them, but attending the events, building a tribe of people that you were connected with, staying connected with them via social. You've been able to take that offline, been able to support you through a divorce, been able to support you, um, you know, through different things you do in your business and, you know, and then taking that further and doing all the other things that we have going on. And it can be hard though, because I, you know, going to a conference by yourself, not knowing anyone is, is very scary, but it also like, you can either just hibernate in your hotel room or, or go walk around by yourself or you know what, just Throw yourself out there, you know? And the worst thing that can happen is, I don't know, you meet someone awesome. (laughs) That's like, you know, I mean, you know, I I just... But even if you're going to conferences with a fellow coworker or someone else, don't just stick to each other. Yes. Like, branch out. Like, so many people do that, and it's just like... It may be even better to go by yourself because you're forced to meet people. But, I mean, just... You know, if you thought a speaker was great, you know, I mean, wait afterward and talk to him and and ask him to lunch, you know, just, I don't know. I always ask people to lunch, you know, um, and take selfies with them, you know, just, I mean, there's so many great things you can do um, through conferences. I meet so many new people every conference I go to, and that's why I can't wait for this year because I'm going to so many, you know, but I just think... Putting yourself out there, everyone gets like, you know, even me sometimes I get like nervous and a little queasy in the stomach, like, oh God, here yep. we go. I hope they like me. You know, every, I mean, For I sure. don't know. And I, and I catch myself, you know, uh, sometimes not doing that. And there's an episode of this podcast, um, the title is called Strategic Serendipity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll put a link of that in the show notes as well. And like a lot of what I talked about that uh, that episode was what you were just talking about, right? Like we can easily avoid things. We can easily be like, oh, there's too many people online. Mm-hmm. Too many people want to talk to the people that I want to talk to. But if you make a freaking effort, like if you really put yourself out there and you make an effort yeah. to hang out outside certain places and, and like it's amazing how that can benefit. But it's also benefits beyond just that one time, right? And like I think that's the other piece of this that I wanted people to, to kind of think about is that when you're networking or you're offline meeting someone, yes, you know, like, you know, driving an hour to go have dinner with somebody or uh-huh. uh, inviting someone up to coffee and, and like going out of your way, it might sound, seem like kind of it's a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you the amount of things for me in my life that have turned into great friendships, but even probably even more important, I've had some of my biggest business deals happen to be because I put myself out there. I went and met somebody offline. I showed somebody I cared about them. Then we started a conversation. Then they got to know me better. They connected me with somebody else. And I think yeah. your, your story is, a, I, I preach that a lot on the show. And I love your story of it because you had every reason, every excuse and really, you were you know, working your dream company, your dream job for what you know your background was, and the fact that you still put all these efforts in, and it's paying off for you in a personal way as well as on a business way that you didn't even really realize was possible. Well, and it's so crazy because like um, since my first social media conference in 2015, you know, I really didn't know anybody in the social media space at all, and now like I have like 30 or 40 friends, if not more, that like I can call best well. Most, right, I would say sure. best friends, you know, like, right. and I know that I could call up one of you guys if I ever had a problem with anything personal or professional. I had a question I could talk to. So, you know, I, I think the whole moral of the story is, you know, it's 
can be nerve wracking, but putting yourself out there and just being positive, like, you know, take advantage of being at a conference and all the amazing minds and people that are there. You know, it may seem intimidating. Like I was nervous to meet you. <laughs> I was so nervous. Yeah, like, actually, that, that's like, the crazy small story like, of this is we also I, met we also met for the first time at a social media conference. Uh, so that's kind of also interesting as well. Well, because he was in, I was on a panel and he was in there, and I remember being like, "Oh my god, he's there! He's like the live video expert!" Like, "Oh my god!" Like freaking out, being so nervous, and I had no idea how down to earth and awesome he really was. And so, I mean, and all the majority of the speakers are that way. So like, take the time to do that. I mean, because amazing things will happen. You can either, you know, go to a conference and just be like, you know, nah, and just whatever or not. But even if your company doesn't pay for it, I think it's worth paying to go to a conference at least once. And I think, and you have to put the effort out there. Um, And I, and the benefits can, I think that's, that's the, that's the coolest part is you have no idea where one small conversation, one more, one, you know, serendipity of going to a, a certain uh, panel or a certain thing will turn into something, right? And you might you might find someone to do business with. I have a good friend, uh, two good friends. Shout out to Caitlin and Amy out there in Santa Fe. Um, they met offline together um, at an event or at a local event, and they realized they were both kind of in marketing. They decided to do a business together, and they come from two different worlds, two different backgrounds, two different generations, and they do an, have this amazing company. And I'm, I'll talk uh, more about them in the future episodes. I've told them I want to have them on to kind of talk about what they do with influencer marketing in Santa Fe, but like they did that, they met, they created a business. I have so many friends. I mean, for me, I, I'm very blessed. I go to go to conferences around the world. I just happened to be at a conference, you know, a couple of years ago to meet this one. <laughs> then uh, it turned it into my girlfriend now. So you never know what who who you're gonna meet, what it's gonna be on the backside. And I think even the way you know, we I wanted to bring you on the show to talk about love, but like, you know, to find love in the world we're in right now and, and like to spread love. I think you have to put the effort in, but weirdly enough or crazy enough, what we do online still does not replace what we do offline. Yeah. And this whole episode, we've really been stressing that if you put the time in offline, online allows us to strengthen those relationships as well as love what we do. But you have to kind of put yourself out there. You have to be able to uh, kind of be open, be transparent, and you have to make the effort. I mean, everyone has every excuse in the book to not drive into a city to meet somebody, to not text somebody or tweet somebody or send somebody an Instagram DM. And the only thing I can guarantee everybody that's listening is there's a 100% chance you won't get a yes if you never ask the question or you never ask somebody to meet. 100% a chance. If you never ask, you never know, right? And I think uh, for more people that are out there, put yourself out there. Tell people you're at a bar. Yeah. Come hang out. You know, if there's a speaker, if there's someone that you want to see, if there's someone you look up to, an author, send them a message a week before an event and say, hey, I would love a chance to buy you a coffee. And if they say no, I mean, Amy Landino, I'll give Amy another shout out. I mean, Amy picked up Gary Vaynerchuk from the airport and drove him to his gig. And that's how she started that relationship. And she's now signed on Vayner Speakers as a speaker for Gary Vaynerchuk because Gary didn't have time for a coffee. She said she didn't take no for a coffee as an answer. She went and picked him up at the airport and drove him somewhere. If you were willing to make the effort, the results are pretty amazing. No, and I couldn't, yeah, I can't say it any better than that. I mean, you just... You just never know what can come from a relationship or just smiling, like even in the elevator. Yes. Like it's pretty amazing. Um, just even at my work, I mean, I work for a big company, hundreds of uh, employees there. 
And I've had some met some amazing like high up executives just saying hi and how are you, how are you doing how's your day and even just smiling at someone. The world know? needs like, more people to smile, and it takes more effort to frown or not make an expression yeah. than it does to smile. Right? Yeah. Like, let's, let's be real. No, it's true. It's true. And so, like, I mean, it's just like you said, strategic serendipity. I think is a, a huge thing, but also just you know, ask that person out to lunch that you've really been wanting to, or like if you've been following, watching someone on YouTube, they're going to be at a conference, just go there and just, you know, take a couple minutes, you know, to ask them questions and you may only get a couple minutes with them, but it's well worth that. And take a selfie, post that afterward and be like, wow, it was so amazing meeting this person. They'll remember your face, like who you are. And then just, you know, kind of keep up that relationship. I think that's what you and I both do, you know, and it's just, I don't know. It's it's amazing the people you can meet and how they can change your lives um, and, and who they may introduce you to. I mean, it's just, it's kind of just a rolling snowball down a hill. And it's just, I don't know. It now is. I know so many people. It's 2019. It's been not even four years since my first conference. And I don't know. I couldn't be happier with my whole social media family. Yeah. And for business and personal, right? I think yeah. that's. That's yeah. awesome. Um, well, I, I love that you came on the show with me. I love that you came on and talked. Uh, where can our audience find you on the Twitter? Since we know we both love Twitter, what's your Twitter handle? At jwatson underscore WX, which we'll have it in the notes. jwatson underscore WX. <laughs> yes, we will have it in the notes. Look, she's already thrown in there. She already knows I'm going to throw these in the, in the notes. But um, uh, I love that you were on. Um, for those that are, you know, I, I mentioned some events that we're going to be at. We're going to include those in the show notes as well. But um, you know, come to events, come meet us, come talk to us, uh, come talk to Jennifer. I, I can promise you, she will be smiling. Uh, she'll probably tell you she loves you at the end. I'll um, give you a weather forecast. Yeah, she'll too. Get, yeah, she'll give you a weather forecast. But I think for everyone that's listening, I think uh, you know, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, we are approaching a hundred episodes. It was my promise Ooh. to you on episode zero that I, I was going to number this this podcast with three numbers to guarantee that I'd make it to 100. So this is episode 094. Uh, But I appreciate everybody listening. I think uh, my challenge or my call to action for everybody that's listening to this is uh, find a way today, right now after you're listening to this show, find a way to add more love to what you're doing on social media. If you're about to post something that was negative on Instagram, why don't you post something that's positive? If you were... Uh, mad about something that you read, why don't you find something that you really enjoyed reading? Reach out to that author and let them know. Like even, I can tell you, as a content creator, every time someone tells me something, you know, hey, Brian, I love this podcast episode, or Brian, I really appreciate this tweet or this this blog post, little things like that, you'll it will blow you away how much that means to people that are creating content. And I think if every listener of this show can do that while you're listening to this show, we're at least moving the needle a little bit. And I, I think that's that's a lesson that Jennifer and I uh, both kind of are excited to spread. And uh, I appreciate everybody jumping on. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on with me. I'm excited to be on. It was truly my pleasure. Yeah. It was my pleasure. I had fun. All right, guys. (laughs) I love you. Until next time, make it a great day.